Thoughts of you constantly drowning my head into a blind pit of emotion. I'm aware that I shouldn't be sweating you, but my mind perspires far too often. Pores releasing my every sentiment at times without my permission. So if you're ever in doubt of my interest in you, I promise this is not my intention. I want to believe that I reside in a world where I am free to fall in love. Where too much too soon is never a fact and only limited by the sky above. I'm not into playing mind games and when presented I'm sprinting in the opposite direction. But I'm all for two beings, open minds and open hearts, naturally hoping to make a connection. See, I do believe in fairy tales, but only the ones that incorporate realistic truth. And I do believe that there's a more profound reasoning for everything we do. But the moment I met you, I swear for the first time I had no guard, no hesitation or reservations, even despite the way I was previously scarred. I entered a chance with you indiscriminately, not leaving you to pay for the mistakes of others. My heart was yours to win, and if you win, yours to keep, fully undefended and uncovered. It was more than just physical, but the attraction between us was evident. And since then, every time I see your face, those cheeks I just have to pinch. Constantly battling urges of wanting to see you every single day. I catch myself chuckling through recollections of my legs being wrapped around your face. Ever since the first time, I didn't even have to question if she likes you as I do. Because the way you kiss her lips and make her drip, she has surrendered solely to you. And though every single word of what I'm writing you is true, I have to admit I have a slight intimidation when it comes to dating you. Because every now and then I stop and ask myself, is anything I'm doing brand new? Now don't confuse this with insecurity because I'm up and accounted for the challenge. But truth be told, in the eyes of experience, our union is a bit unbalanced. But I'd be a fool to allow trivial things to stand in the way. Sometimes love just hits you, and you can't just pull it away. When my head and my hands rest so peacefully on top of your chest, and one of your arms is wrapped around me, the other giving my hair a gentle caress, it becomes nearly impossible to close my eyes because those are the moments that I don't want to miss. And I catch myself almost muttering I love you after every single kiss. If I could, I'd build a fortress to make these very moments my home. I want to bask in them, get a grasp on them, and for the life of me, never let go. People tend to use the term keep it 100 only to the benefit of negative conversation. But for the sake of us, let's apply this to everything. Give it a more positive connotation. I'll make it my business to always be vocal and forever true about what I feel. And when your feelings run as deep as a lone water well, the outcome is consciously saying what's real. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening to this. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of You Deserve to Be Here. So I gave y'all a new little intro. (laughs) I hope y'all enjoyed it. I have been so inspired by poetry lately, which most of the people who know me know that poetry was like my very first love. So um, a couple weekends ago, I went to a um, paint and poetry event. And before the event, I was like, I haven't written a poem in a long, long time. And I was like, where the hell are all of my poems even? So I was going through my notes, um, you know, in the iPhone notes, and I'm like, 
and I hear, and I happen to stumble across my notes in my Gmail. And when I say a gold mine of notes, <laughs> a gold mine, okay? Poems, like, I mean, from 2014, 2013, I'm reading these things and I'm like, wow, you were really, you were going through it. Look, I feel like I was the Mary J. Blige of poetry because I feel like I write my best poems when I'm like going through a tough time. Please ignore my dog barking. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is some dark shit. <laughs> but um, I ended up coming across that one, which is titled Say What's Real. Came across that one and I was like, okay, this is a little lighter. So I was like, all right, I feel comfortable reading this on air. But um, so I hope y'all like it. Yes, 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 yes. So we're, we're getting back to the roots of miss Brittany on this here podcast and i love that it's inspiring me to tap into you know some of the things that i love which you know it's always good to 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 dig into your roots right so for this episode i want us to dig into the roots a little bit and This episode is going to be about attention. You deserve attention. And when I say attention, because I feel like we give getting attention or being recognized or acknowledged. um, when, When we have grown up in environments where we didn't feel seen, heard, understood, we weren't acknowledged, we weren't really cared for, or, um, you know, we just, we just didn't get the due attention that we needed. A lot of us kind of internalized that. And we grew into adults who felt like getting attention was a bad thing, right? Because we saw, you know, we may have seen like, uh, let's say you have siblings, your, your older siblings had more challenging behavior, um, you know, in, in terms of a parent child relationship, they probably were the more challenging child to deal with. So we saw them getting a lot of the negative attention, um, being fussed at, being yelled at, being punished, you know, always being checked up on and, and snuck up on and, you know, trying to see if they're doing something wrong. So it's like, they got all of this attention. So, you know, it kind of put the children who may have like the good kid syndrome, um, it kind of put them in a place where it's like they always wanted to fly under the radar. They don't want to be noticed. They don't want to be recognized. They don't want to be, you know, acknowledged. It's like you, you don't want the attention because you, you haven't really been exposed to too much good attention or what good attention looks like or feels like. Um, and I think, too, especially when you're a woman, going through or uh, young teenage girls going through puberty and um changes and things like that and you know like when when you start to like boys and your friends start to like boys and you know y'all are going through that phase in life and you know so it's like once once all of that it's like you kind of see you start to see like maybe your friends are getting attention from from boys and it's like you don't really know how to think about that right you don't know um, how to process that because 
we're always in a, a, at that time, you know, you're in a state of comparison where you're comparing your interactions with boys to your friends' interactions with boys, or you're comparing your, you know, the kind of attention you're getting from people to the way other people are getting attention. So um, I think we get into these, this mindset that attention is a bad thing or getting attention is, is a bad thing. And the reason why I really wanted to start with the roots of these issues is because I think that's, that's for a topic like this, that's important. That's important. And I mean, I I think just in general, you know, when we're going through our healing journeys and, um, just going through understanding ourselves, we have to understand like the root of a lot of our present day behaviors, because a lot of them don't just come from, that's just who I am. That's just how I am. And I can give you an example of that. Like, you know, I think naturally I am a a sensitive person. Um, I don't think being sensitive came from things that I experienced in childhood or, you know, things that, you know, like, I don't think there was any like traumatic root to that. I think that's just a part of me. It's a part of my personality to be, you know, a little sensitive when it comes to like, like, you know, I cry at TV shows and, you know, when sad things are happening, I, I don't really like, you know, I, like I embrace that, those parts of me now. But when I think back to times where I, I was a very fly under the radar kind of girl. And I'm so, listen, I'm so glad that I have since changed this because (laughs) it's like, who told you that you, you couldn't shine? Who told you that it's, it's okay to dim your light and be, you know, and fly under the radar so that you're not seen or heard or you, you know, who, who told you that? Who made you feel like that? So when I think about the conditioning that went into, you know, me flying under the radar and and not wanting to be seen or, you know, I, I realized that that's exactly what it was. It was conditioning. It wasn't, you know, that's just who I am or that's just how I am. This was due to a lot of conditioning, you know, that like other people had projected onto me that I internalized and I started to think, you know, like maybe this is a part of who I am. Maybe, maybe I am like this where, you know, I think a a lot of people who have this, this mindset that they don't want attention, they too are a victim of conditioning without even realizing it. And it's so much so that they, they do truly feel like, you know, this is just how I am. But I, I want to ask you guys a question. Why, why don't you want attention? And when you ask people that you'll often get answers like, oh, you know, I, I, ju- I just don't need it. Or, oh, it comes naturally for me. Um, they'll say all of these kind of like, you know, or, or I don't want people looking at me. I don't need everybody to be looking at me. 
And it's like, well, what do you, what, what do you want? You would want people to look away from you. You want when you walk in a room, everybody to turn away from you. You want when you are given a speech, you want the crowd to have their back to you. You want the crowd to be on their phones, talking, laughing with their neighbors. Ha ha ha. <laughs> what do you want? One thing that we have to understand is basic human needs. Attention is one of them. Whether you want to acknowledge that or not, getting attention or being paid attention to is a basic human need. None of us want to exist or should want to exist in a world where people don't see us, where people don't hear us, people don't recognize us. Because we deserve that. That's just the bottom line. We deserve that. None of us were put on this earth to be ignored, disregarded, misunderstood, or unheard and unseen. And, and, and if for that case, we'd be invisible. We'd be hollow man. <laughs> None of us want to be invisible. And from my experience, I'm not saying this is true for everyone, but in my experience, the people who proclaim to not want attention the most are the ones who need it the most. And the thing is, that's okay. I really want to hold on, hold on. Let me ease your mind a little bit. I want to ease your mind about attention because I feel that it has taken on such a negative connotation that people only view that now from the lens of um, attention, attention seeking behaviors or negative attention seeking behaviors, right? Where, um, And this is something that I actually want to talk about on another episode. So I need to actually write this down. But if we like, you know, you've seen people who may have made like a suicidal post on social media. And the first thing out of the mouths of people who don't understand depression and anxiety or whatever is she's just looking for attention. When children are misbehaving in school or acting out or whatever, the first thing that people go to is he's just looking for attention. He just needs some attention. Why do you think that is? If I am a person who is struggling with my mental health and going through a tough time, depression is kicking my ass, why would I not want attention? Why would I not want someone to recognize that and say, hey, are you okay? Are you doing okay? Call me. Do you need me to come by? Do you need anything? What can I do for you? Why would I not? Because nine times out of 10, that person does not have that. They don't have that. And, and truthfully, it could be that they don't have that in the person that they want it from which is okay too. 
you know maybe you're in a relationship where like you you just don't feel seen and heard in this relationship so i want to be seen and heard in this relationship my partner is not giving me the the due attention that i need attention doesn't only mean uh, or, or shouldn't only be applied to the girl who's uh showing her titties in her only fans because you'll you'll say that about those people too oh she girls like that just want attention girls who get bbls just want attention girls doing all this cosmetic stuff to their face they just want attention there is a such thing as positive attention and negative attention and we have to, to learn that those two things exist in this world and us saying simply that, hey, I need some attention is, is not a, a bad thing. We are so used to ignoring people and, and, you know, being in our own worlds that sometimes we miss when other people are coming to us for help or attention or love or just to be seen or just to be heard we get so caught up in our own worlds that it's hard to be there for other people if your entire childhood was filled with um nothing or you being on your own you doing things on your own you internalizing all your feelings and you know you sat in the basement on your own most of the time you didn't nobody really came to check on you nobody really came to feed you or make sure you were okay make sure you were work, waking up for school on time um you just didn't get the the due attention that you needed you might grow up into a person who feels like you don't need it and then you feel a little um triggered and jealous or insecure when you see other people getting it when you see other people requiring it and actually getting the attention that that they desire whether that be you know they started a business and their business is flourishing and people are like loving them and and you know my gosh she's a great hairstylist or um you know he i got him to clean my carpets he does a great job He's getting thousands and hundreds of likes on his pictures and, you know, people are supporting him, supporting his business. And you're sitting at home like, you know, filled with, with jealousy and envy because this person's business is getting the attention, you know, and this person is getting the attention that deep down you wish you could get and you can get it. The start of that is just being honest about it, that you want it and that you need it. And I'm not by any means saying that, you know, people's likes on Instagram should, you know, be, I, I, I feel like I have so much to say on that topic because, you know, we'll say like, oh, the likes don't mean anything. And, and I, I understand that part of it, but those likes translate to business for some people. When you look at it from a business perspective, they translate to business. They translate to word of mouth and getting your name out there, getting the exposure that you need, depending on whatever your craft or whatever you're, even if you're just a get ready with me girl, it's, con it's your content, you, you're trying to put this content out, you're trying to be a content creator, cool. 
even if you're just a beautiful woman and you feel like you want to share that beauty with the world, with the internet, we're doing these things for a reason. Even the girl who does show her titties in, in her OnlyFans or the girl who shows her titties in every picture, like she's doing that for a reason. Now, like I said, that kind of attention, you know, you we can interpret as negative attention because you're getting, you know, attention based on the level of nudity that you display, which I, I don't encourage that. I do not encourage that at all because, you know, especially if that's not, you know, if that's a violation of your character as a, as a person. Now for this girl, we don't know what's going on in her world, in her life or what, what struggles she may have had to face and what conditioning she had to go through in order to get to a point now where she feels like she wants to show her titties on her OnlyFans or on her Instagram. We don't know, you know, and it's really not our place to, to judge people, you know, who aren't at the same place in life that we are or who don't share the same uh, moral character ethics, you know, as someone else. It's really not our place to judge anybody. But we, we could consider that negative attention if... Um, there's a serial killer on the loose who is killing people because he wants to be, you know, followed by the news and he wants to send the police on this man and he's trying to get the attention. Obviously that's a source of, of negative attention because you're taking lives in the process of you trying to get the attention that you didn't get. But let me just tell you, let me just put it in perspective for y'all that all of these actions or behaviors the positive and the negative stem from the same place they stem from the same place and you know we have to keep that in mind that you know when we are deprived of attention as i stated it's a basic human need and we cannot ignore that we can't skip over that and think that magically because we're adults now that we don't need it we do So when we're not getting that attention, our behaviors are going to reflect that. Now, all of our behaviors are not going to be like the same. They're not going to be the same. Some people are going to display negative behaviors, murder, uh, nudity, uh, overexposure, uh, whatever other, or acting out in, in children's, you know, what I, however however it's it's like we're going to express that need for attention in different ways some people they try to get it in positive ways they you know they want to be the overachiever they want to you know they're going to start this business so that they can get the publicity or they're going to get into certain crafts or certain um career fields acting singing you know where they can get this individualized focus and attention while some people literally internalize their need for attention as I don't need attention. I, I don't need all of that spotlight. I don't want to do too much. I don't want to, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's all rooted in the same need 
for attention. And we have to be honest about our own personal needs for attention. I remember in 2021, and I'm going to tell this story because um, the girl involved and I have since talked about this and we've smoothed things over um, and we actually had a really good dialogue about it and we're able to see things from each other's perspective. So, um, you know, the issue has long been resolved for us, but um, I think it was a really good learning experience for her and I both, you know, to kind of go through and figure out some things about ourselves, honestly. But I remember in 2021, Um, Her and I, this friend of mine, we went on vacation and um, this was for her birthday. And, you know, I was having a great time. And throughout the trip, now, this is is how things went from my perspective. So let's just keep that part in mind. But throughout the trip, you know, there were moments where I just kept feeling like, you know, things were off between her and I. Now, this is a friend that I've had an extensive like history with, like we've known each other since middle school. And, you know, during the middle school time, there were some, you know, breaks in between the friendship and things like that, you know. And, you know, those conversations had been had way, way, way prior to this trip even happening, you know. So like in order for us to have even rekindled this relationship, you know, we kind of hashed out some of our feelings about the things that occurred when we were in middle school, you know. So, you know, fast forward to this trip, um, you know, I, I was feeling that, you know, she had some underlying feelings about me that, you know, she hadn't yet resolved yet, um, where it was coming out in ways that I could feel, you know what I mean? Um, and one of the situations that occurred, you know, she had ended up saying something to the effect of like, you just like attention and, um, you know, something to the effect that you you just like attention. And at that time, I just didn't really understand where she was getting that from. So, um, you know, when she made the comment, I I completely didn't say anything. Now, I want y'all to keep in mind that this is old Brittany, where, you know, I was the kind of person that didn't really like direct confrontation like that. Um, And then not to mention, it was just her and I on a trip. We didn't have any other friends with us or anything like that. So above everything else, I'm thinking safety because, you know, it's just me and you. So this is the last place we want to be, you know, having conflict with each other. And we're in an entirely different country. You know what I mean? You know, so like anything could happen to us. So I'm thinking safety. I'm thinking that above everything else. Um, So I just didn't want to really engage with that right in that moment. You know, there were some other issues that she, not even issues, but like they were like little, you know, she was kind of like fussing at me a little bit, if that makes sense. Um, You know, in in moments of me trying to help her with things, it was like almost like she, she just, it was something that she was still feeling about me that had lingered into this adult friendship 
um, that she just hadn't released. And it was just coming out like she couldn't help, you know, that it was just coming out in, in other ways. Um, and, and ways that had nothing to do with what was going on presently, you know, that, that was my overall feeling about it. So, um, you know, so fast forward to, you know, me kind of just letting all of these things roll off my back just for the sake of getting through this trip and, you know, making it home safely. Cool. We can address whatever we need to address when we're back home. So when we get back home, um, you know, we're on the phone and she was kind of like, you know, yeah, I can't wait for us to plan our next trip. So at that point I said, well, um, before we go into planning any other trips, I kind of have some things that I need to talk to you about. Um, and I let her know that some of the things that she was saying and doing were making me uncomfortable. Um, you know, and I did end up bringing up the fact that she mentioned that I liked attention. Um, so I said, well, I'm curious what made you say that? And it was almost like she couldn't really explain it, but the one, the one occurrence that sticks out in my mind that she did mention was, um, there was one point where we were going to this cave party and we took this bus. There was a bus that came to pick us up. And, you know, when the bus got to the cave party, you know, everybody's getting off the bus and all of that. And at that time, she was with, you know, one of the guys that she met there. You know, they were kind of like just standing, you know, standing around. It was kind of like, you know, everybody's getting off the bus and everybody's not walking directly in. But there were some people walking directly into the party. Um, so I followed the group of people who were walking directly into the party. You know, I didn't like stand around and wait around or whatever. You know, and at the end of the day, like I said, she was with a guy that she had met. Um, you know, so I didn't want to, you know, be standing around with them kind of thing. So she mentioned in, in this conversation her and I were having, she mentioned that because I walked into the party, the, the way she described it was out in front of everybody. Um, because I walked out in front of everybody, it just seemed like, you know, I just, I was just doing the most for attention. And she even went as far as saying, I don't have to do too much for attention. It comes naturally for me. And I, I, for the life of me, couldn't understand what she even meant. Like, huh? How, how does, how does somebody walking into a, a party that we're all supposed to be walking into, how does that translate to a need for attention from someone? Um, and at that time, I, t I took what she said and I took her comments very personally. Um, if I could just be real with y'all, I took her comments very personally about that because I just didn't understand like where she was even deriving this information from. And then it was, you know, it wasn't until I stewed on that situation for a long time, <laughs> um, that I realized, oh, she's projecting and you know, she was projecting her need for attention onto me. And what I did is internalized her feelings and her projection. And I started to feel guilty about it. I started to feel guilty for, for doing something as simple as walking into a club. I started to feel guilty about, you know, and, and 
me honestly over scrutinizing my own behavior now because somebody else was doing that to me because you know that's what she was doing to me she was over scrutinizing my behavior and making these judgments about me um, based on whatever it was that she was seeing when I was just simply being myself and doing you know I, I wasn't nothing was calculated about you know what I was doing but she was interpreting that as such and you know I started to feel guilty about it which just to circle back a little bit that that is exactly what tends to happen to us in our childhoods you know we have somebody make a harsh judgment about us or one of our behaviors or something that we're doing and then you know some of us internalize that and so we try to stop doing those things that make us seem like we're living up to whatever projection somebody has put onto us and you know this is what puts us in a place of feeling like you know what I, i i guess i just don't want the attention now, now let's say, let's say, cause at that time I would say I was kind of, I don't want to say early in my healing process, but I wasn't fully, you know, I wasn't as deep as I am now. Um, but let's say I wasn't in, in a healing process at all. I may have internalized that so deeply that now I don't even want to walk out in front of anybody. Now, you know, if I'm getting off of a bus, I'm going to sit back and wait for everybody else to walk in first. Now, if, you know, um, I got to use the bathroom and there's a crowd, I got to sit back and not walk through the crowd because I don't want to appear as if I like attention or if I'm just trying to do this for attention. A A lot of us grew up in households where, you know, parents, aunts, uncles made harsh judgments about us. I know a lot of young ladies have heard she's too grown. She's too much. She's only six. Why is she doing that? She's that's too grown. Same with, you know, you know, we see on social media, little girls wearing little belly shirts or um, they're wearing pink hair or whatever. And it's like, that's too grown. That's too much. These are adults placing these harsh judgments on children who don't even think about like their minds just don't even work in that way that, hey, I want to wear this belly shirt because I want to be grown. No, their minds are probably just, I like this shirt. It has a unicorn on it. So when we're, you know, when we have a, a or traumas or experiences that are rooted in other people's projections, Um, And especially when you're an empath and you internalize other people's projections, we think we start to think that that's who we are when really you're just internalizing someone else's character or someone else's insecurities, someone else's flaws, someone else's needs. In this particular situation that I'm that I'm referring to. This was a person who had a deep, deep need for attention. And I understand that now. Um, and that's, you know, and that's, it's nothing wrong with that. So I want to be clear in saying that, you know, I'm not, 
making this like, you know, I didn't need attention and she just needed it. You know, like I said, that is a basic human need. But this was a person who had a deep need for attention that she did not know how to express. So instead of, you know, being honest and checking in with herself, she was checking in with me by over scrutinizing my behavior and looking at everything I'm doing and watching everything I'm doing and seeing what I'm doing and what, and judging everything that I'm doing, you know, and then coming up with these broad, you know, or these, these harsh judgments about the things that I'm doing when, you know, I, I can just be completely honest here and say that there was nothing, you know, just from me assessing my own behavior, first and foremost, you know, I was never moving with a, a need or desire for attention where I was doing anything extravagant, anything crazy or, you know, n none of that. Like we were just, in my opinion, or from my perspective, we were just having fun. I thought her and I both were just having a good time. You know, so we have to understand that, you know, other people's projections can cause us to feel shame when you were just simply being comfortable with yourself. And, you know, sometimes your comfortability with yourself makes other people uncomfortable when they aren't too at that same stage. And I just want to say this with full confidence, like some, it's just, sometimes that's just the truth. You know, that's not a, a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A judgment against somebody else. That's not, you know, uh, you're bad mouthing somebody else. Sometimes that's just the truth. Sometimes people just are, can be uncomfortable with themselves or around other people. They feel more comfortable with certain people, but then when they get around other people, it's like a discomfort. And the thing is we have to learn to grow through that discomfort, um, in order to maintain that level of comfort within ourselves instead of now uh, falling into a pattern of attacking other people or judging other people or scrutinizing other people. We have to learn to, you know, be, be comfortable and get over the, any, any discomforts we may feel, you know. Now, another part of that story is that, you know, I don't know what she was privy to in terms of, like, things that other people may have been saying about me or attention that she was seeing, um, you know, perceiving that I was getting from other people or like, I, I'm not sure about that. I don't know, you know, what, what that looked like on her end. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, if, like she said, she, it comes naturally for her. So, what in her mind would make her think that I had to do something extra for it when I literally was not doing anything extra. So that, you know, that kind of is what made me or kind of enlightened me to that she may have just been like uncomfortable with some things within herself because again, you you don't really you don't really have any concrete facts to really back up or support what you're saying you know it's just all in your feelings and what you're feeling so when we're having these strong feelings and urges where you feel strong she felt strongly enough to even express that to me express that judgment to me we have to stop and check in with ourselves what is it that I need in this moment what is it that I'm really feeling in this moment 
Why, why am I feeling what I'm feeling in this moment? And at the end of the day, you don't have to shrink yourself, not even, never, not even a little bit, to tiptoe around someone else's delicate sensitivities. Never. We, we don't have to do that. We shouldn't do that. At the end of the day, people's sensitivities have nothing to do with you, and they are not your burden to bear. You didn't cause them. And you are not responsible for healing them. And the healing can't come in the form of you changing your behaviors or your normal everyday actions to make them feel comfortable. Now, a, a person that might have been in a healthier space may have approached that situation a little different. Maybe viewed it like, hey, you know, as we've been going along on this trip, I realize that it's my birthday and I'm not getting the kind of attention that I want to get on my day. I don't want to have to do anything extra to get the attention, but it will be nice to feel recognized and have some attention from others. As opposed to you just like the attention. It's my birthday and you're, it seems like you're just doing things to say, look at me, look at me. You, 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 you cannot manage the behaviors and actions of other people. That is not your responsibility. And if my actions, you know, are making you feel this, this strongly, again, we, we have to reevaluate some things. You know, we, we, we need to talk about some things and, you know, you got to check in with you because why are they causing this strong of a reaction for, for you, for someone who says you get attention naturally. So, you know, it was just a whole, it was a big, you know, learning experience, I'll say for me, for sure. in in recognizing when people are projecting, um, recognizing when it is appropriate for me to change my behavior. Um, you know, because let's say, you know, let's say you have an, a, an argument with a friend or whatever, and maybe there's something you did to offend someone. You know what I mean? Those are situations where it's like, oh, I didn't mean to offend you. You know, maybe I won't say that kind of thing or whatever. But when you are doing something that or anything that is just simply a part of you and who you are and, and normal everyday things like walking into a club and somebody feels a strong judgment about you based on that, that's not a, a situation that you should have to change or work through or uh, where you should try to minimize your walking skills, <laughs> you know, to make someone else feel comfortable or to, to avoid being judged by someone else. The, in her mind, it was a, a comparison thing. It was like, is she getting more attention than me? Is she like, she was thinking of things from that perspective where I just was not, I'm first and foremost, I'm just not that person. I don't, you know, I don't view my friends from a competitive lens and I'm, I think I'm gonna go on record and say this and I might, I might change my mind about this, but I want to express this and say it and maybe I'll change. I don't know. But I don't view this as a bad thing where I know sometimes like we get into, you know, conversations about women who are competing with, secretly competing with their friends and, 
um, you know, I think some people are just competitive by nature. And if we want to talk astrology a little bit, fire signs and air signs are two, like they are the most competitive signs. Like that's, that's their thing. Everything to them is kind of like, um, they, they have a more logical kind of brain when it comes to that. Um, you know, where everything is kind of like scale, like Libra, there's the scale is their sign. Um, you know, and fire signs for them, it's like fire is passion. It's, you know, like, like these things, these elements kind of speak to that competitiveness about them where water signs and earth signs, I feel we are more like in tune with nature, natural love, um, genuineness, balance, purity, fairness, like, you know, that kind of, you know, I mean, I, I think air signs definitely have some, some fairness and balance about them too, but I think they are just more competitive people. And I had to realize that, you know, just because I'm not a competitive person doesn't mean that the people that I'm going to be around aren't going to view me in, in that kind of way. And, you know, sometimes I do have this like head in the clouds kind of approach to everything. I just want everybody to have a great time. And, you know, um, and I, I'm not ashamed of that. I don't feel bad about that. I love that about me, you know, but I don't, you know, I don't get into girl groups and, and be like, oh, who looks the best? Who's getting the most attention? Who's who has the best shoes? Who has the best? Hair? I, like, I just don't know. We all look good in our own right, in our own way. And we're all beautiful. And that's the way that I view things. Um, now I will say that, you know, for me, it's difficult to be around people who view things, who view people competitively and, and non-competitive aspects. <laughs> like if we're not freaking competing for American Ninja Warrior or we're not in sports or, you know, we competing in any kind of, like, I don't, I don't see the point. But, you know, I think all in all, you know, that was a person who was deprived of attention as a child. And the thing is, as her friend, I know that about her. I knew this about her. I knew that, you know, this, that was kind of like her life story where, you know, she wasn't getting that kind of attention. And the thing is she wanted it and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Again, we are not put on this earth to be invisible, to be overlooked. You know, if you are dressed nice, you're not going out to dress nice for people to not say, girl, those shoes are so cute. Girl, you look beautiful. Yes, we're doing it for ourselves. But when people compliment you, it makes you feel good. When people tell you you're doing a great job, it makes you feel good. When you are recognized at work, if you were at work and nobody ever spoke to you, never said anything to you, never complimented you, never, you know, told you you were doing a great job, like you would be like, what is going on? Do I need a new job? <laughs> like it's, it's, it's just the natural essence of being a human being. We want to be recognized. I think, you know, when it comes to people and your interactions with people and you feeling any sense of jealousy, envy, 
insecurity. Those are the times where you have to check in with yourself and ask yourself, what do I need right now? Or what am I looking for? What is this person getting? What does this person have? What is this person doing that I want to do, that I want to get, that I want to have, that I want to see, whatever. You have to check in with yourself. And when it comes to attention and getting attention, being paid attention to, it's okay to say, I just need some attention. And the thing is, you don't have to do something extravagant to get it. You don't have to do anything extravagant to get it, except acknowledge that you need it and you want it. Let's say, for example, you're in a relationship or you're married. Your husband is on the game all day. When he gets off the game, he's, oh, I'm running down to the bar with Craig and them. He go down to the bar with Craig and them. He come home. You know, he's like, oh, I'm so tired. And he got to get up and go to work the next morning. He gets up, go to work the next morning. He comes home, get back on again. It's like a, a endless cycle. And y'all have not spent any time. You get these passive kisses. You know, it's like you, you're not really getting the attention from him that you like. You may have cleaned the house from top to bottom. He walked in and ain't said a word like, damn, baby, spotless in here. You did a good job. You might have cooked your, put your foot in that meal, cooked your best gourmet dinner. He eat the dinner, go downstairs in the basement in the man cave, play the game. He ain't say, damn, babe, this is so good. And it's like, dang. When, when am I going to get some attention around here? The thing, the thing that I think we've tried to condition ourselves to, and, and this is this is the aspect of self-love that um, I think we need to talk about more because for as long as we are in this place of trying to love, learn and to love ourselves and, and healing and um, growing through our respective journeys, we think of it in terms of isolation, like you have to be okay by yourself. You have to be okay without, with not getting attention. You have to be okay with being alone. And, and, and that is not at all the case. The purpose of going on your own individual healing journey is to learn to connect with yourself, not to isolate yourself, to connect with yourself. And then in turn, learn to connect with others. When you're, you, you can be vulnerable with yourself so you can be vulnerable with others. Be honest with yourself so you can be honest with others. Give yourself grace so you can learn to give grace to others. The goal is to get, get you to a healthy enough space that you can be grounded in your connection with self, not isolated in your connection with self. You can, you'll be in this relationship where you're not getting the attention that you want. So then what you start doing, instead of just saying, baby, I need some attention right now. Can I, can I get some, can I get some love? Can I sit on your lap and straddle you while you play the game? If, if you must play the game, let me just look, let me just rub your back while you play the game. Can you rub my feet while, you know, I'm working, I'm doing my schoolwork. I just, I just need your attention right now. Instead of doing that, we're like, well, since he playing a game, 
Let me just call my homegirl and see if she want to go out. So now you out doing what? Looking, got your best dress on, got your best shoes on. Looking for what? Attention. <laughs> You're looking for, you want, it, you want the looks. You want the men to be like, damn, who that? Yo, you seen shorty in the red dress that just walked in? Who that? And then you'd be like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm married. <laughs> but it feels good to be seen. It feels good to be recognized. It feels good to feel wanted, to feel admired. The girl, the women in the club, like, girl, that dress is bad, okay? Girl, that haircut is given, okay? You you want that. So now you and your homegirl soaking up all this outside attention. And now you about to go right back home and get none of it. That we have to learn to in th- that connection with ourselves is to check in. I'm so connected with myself that I have to check in. What do I need right now? Why am I feeling like this right now? And I can be honest with y'all and say that this is definitely something that I had to learn, you know, and that I struggled with because I was definitely that person. I was used to isolation, so used to isolation that, you know, I didn't know how to articulate my needs. I didn't know how to, you know, be honest with people about my needs because I felt like if I were to be vulnerable, like last week's episode, vulnerable enough, or connected enough with myself to say, hey, I, I just need some attention. Then that made me feel weak. That made me feel clingy. It made me feel like, you know, I'm begging this person for their attention. When it's like, how are you begging when you've never asked? <laughs> how is that begging? Now, it's one thing if, you know, you've been asking and asking and asking and asking and he's, he ain't even look your way. That's a, that's a completely different topic for a completely different day. But we have to learn to just be vulnerable enough to say what we need, especially when it comes to needing attention. We got to know that needing attention is not a bad thing. And needing attention from, you know, external sources doesn't mean that you don't love yourself. Oh, girl, you just got to learn to be by yourself. You got to learn to be. No, sometimes we've been by ourselves for a long time. So feeling you know, lacking attention is, is a normal, you know, product of that. We can't keep preaching isolation as and, and passing it off as self-love and self-care. No, that, that's self-harm. If you want to be technical, <laughs> that's self-harm because you're keeping yourself away from the truth. And, and the honesty of the matter is that you need uh, you need the attention you want to be admired you want to be viewed you want to be seen you want to be heard think about your teachers or think about that substitute teacher that came in when your teacher was out that day and the kids ain't paying him no mind they just looking at it like a free period like yeah 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 shut up we ain't listening to you. And he's like, class, 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 class. Please settle down, settle down, please, class. And then here come the principal jingling the keys because y'all won't settle down and give this man y'all undivided attention. 
He deserves that. That is what he is there for. <laughs> like, y'all, we really have to take some of the negative connotation off of basic human needs. We don't have Instagram and Facebook because we don't want likes on our pictures. Okay. <laughs> we don't have and engage in social media because we don't want people to engage with us because we don't want attention because we, we don't, you know, we want to live a private life. Please. That's another thing. I really want to touch on that, but like, when I see people write, you know, like, oh, I'm, I, I don't need to be seen. I don't need to. It's like, please. It'll like you'll post a picture and the caption will be something along the lines like, um, I don't need to be seen. And it's like, huh? But you posted a picture. Oh, OK. Oh, OK. Make it make sense. You want it to be seen and that's okay. That dress is fire. You didn't buy that dress for people to not see it. Them shoes are fire. You didn't buy those shoes for people to not see them. You posted this picture because you want it to be seen. People be posting like, you know, flights out of the country and be like a private life is a happy life. But you are posting okay all right okay it's like you're contradicting yourself your actions are contradicting like the the words that you're saying you know and we we often talk about like the difference between private and secret you know and i'm not saying wow kobo <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, if you want to live a private life, then you can't share anything. But that that's what some sometimes that's the, the energy that some of these people give off. They feel as if they are superior to others because they don't post or because they don't post as much or they don't share certain parts of their business. And and it's like, where where are we getting this idea from? At the end of the day, you are a human being. And I don't care if I post 50 pictures a day and you only post one picture every seven months. We still share the same basic human need <laughs> of getting attention and having attention. And we all are worthy and deserving of that. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and... <laughs> I told him, um, you know, we were talking about his birthday. His birthday is coming up. And he was like, yeah, I don't really get into all the birthday thing. And da, 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 and I don't like, I think he was saying like, you know, when at the restaurants, they come over and they sing happy birthday to you and all of that. And I was like, well, why not? I don't really, it's too much attention. I don't really like all of that. And, and I was like, what you mean? It's your birthday. Why wouldn't you want attention on your birthday? And he's like, I mean, I don't really, you know, it's like, you know, 
I, I get it if it's something you never really had. And I, I wish more people would just be honest about that part. And I'm not saying that that's the case for him. Um, but I just wish that, like, you know, in those situations, people would just say, like, well, I never had it. So I don't really know what that feels like to know that I need it. That's a, that's a difference than saying, I don't want it. I, I don't like it. It's like, how would, do you know that you don't like it? Have you experienced it? And it was just terrible and you felt embarrassed and you wanted to cry and you just didn't feel good. Or is this something that you never had? You've never experienced. So you, you're just not sure if, if you would like it, you're not really, you know, you're not clear if that's something that you would like or not. I can say this with certainty. I'm a, I'm a human being who acknowledges that I'm a human being. I want or I need attention. That's just, like I said, that's my right and a, a need as a human being. But one thing I don't like, and I promise you, if you get an invitation, don't expect it. But if you come to my baby shower... Do not expect me to open the gifts. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not doing it. I refuse. I refuse to open gifts up at the baby shower. And I'm, I'm sorry in advance to my family and friends. And I hope and pray that y'all don't use this as like, oh, I ain't getting her a good gift because she ain't going to open it no way. <laughs> I, I'm just not opening up at the baby shower. One, I feel like it takes an incredible amount of time away from spending that time with your family and friends at the baby shower. And secondly, that kind of attention, I don't like. I do not want to sit here and open each gift and take out each onesie and hear everybody say, oh, oh, oh. Eventually these people are gonna run out of awes. People is like, look, wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. I feel like it's, it's too much pressure on me. Um, like I said, it takes away time that I could be spending mingling and laughing and joking with my family, dancing, whatever, eating. You know, when it comes to planning a baby shower, there's a lot that goes into that, decorating all of this stuff. And, you know, prayerfully, I won't be doing all of this stuff for my baby shower. But, um, you know, I would just very much rather spend that time, you know, playing games and, you know, just, just doing and enjoying the baby shower. I don't want to open the gifts. I don't. So when we say, when we make broad generalizations, like I don't like attention, I think the, the key is to be more specific with the type of attention that we don't like. Because at the end of the day, you need attention. You can say, I don't like the attention of open, opening my gifts at a baby shower. I don't like that kind of attention. Um, I don't like the attention of wearing a short skirt and, and having my privates showing or drawing attention from people in that way. But I do like to put on a nice dress and some nice shoes and get my hair really pretty. Oh, I love to dress up. One thing about it. <laughs> one thing about it, Brittany loves to dress up. 
but do I like to wear like it's certain kinds of outfits that I they just don't work for me they might work for somebody else I have friends who wear things that I I wouldn't wear you know what I mean and it's not you know I don't view it like oh they just want attention I view it like that's what this person is comfortable in I personally am not comfortable with that and like the one thing we have to stop doing is comparing ourselves like I feel like people do this unconsciously now where you know you'll see something on social media and you'll be like it couldn't have been me like immediately we try to put ourselves in or see how we would handle certain situations differently or um something that that we wouldn't do it's like we always feel so compelled to say I would never do that nobody's asking you to do that nobody's telling you to do that nobody's even insinuating that you would do that so how, how, why did you even bring you into the equation of something that you saw Cardi B doing? Like people would be in the comments like, that's too much. Yeah, maybe for you. But if this person felt comfortable enough to do this, then that's, that's their business. We have to stop trying to put ourselves in or compare ourselves to other people when it comes to that. When it comes to getting attention or the ways that we seek attention because some things we just won't understand. Um, I always say, you know, or I used to always, like I was a why person. Why? Why did you do this? Why would you? Why would you? Why, why, why? And like some things I had to come to terms with that I just won't understand because it's not for me to understand. I can accept this person's rationale. I can accept what they're telling me or I believe what you're telling me, but it doesn't have to make total sense to me. And you know, because what we do is we say like, well, why didn't you just insert a thing that I would do? for this person (laughs) why didn't you just let me suggest I'm going to suggest that you should have just done something that I would have done if I was in your position usually people operate within the bounds of their minds their hearts and whatever's going on in their mind body and spirit in whatever situation and circumstance that that happens and let me just throw this this is a side note too this is a little side note I hate when people try when people suggest something to you that you can't change like current like currently where it's like you're telling them a story and they and you know it'll be a story where like you can't apply what they're going to tell you either way it's the story is already done and they're like why didn't you just Girl, if I had thought about that at that time, maybe I would have. Like, <laughs> anyway, that's a little rant for me. But, um, you know, we just can't compare ourselves to other people, especially when it comes to the type of attention we need and want, because it's going to be different for us. You know, um, like I said, attention is a basic human need. 
but the type of attention that we, we require for ourselves is going to be specific to who we are. Some people like academic acknowledgement, you know, some people like physical acknowledgement, uh, compliments and girl, you look gorgeous clothes, material attention. Um, you know, some people like it emotionally, emotional attention, emotional, you know, intimacy and, and, you know, just wanting to spend time, whatever. But it is a it is a basic human need of all of ours. And we can't, you know, we can't run away from that. Because that's what builds resentment and envy toward other people who do get the attention that we feel like we deserve. So that's my episode for today, y'all. I'm gonna wrap this up. At the end of the day, you deserve to be seen, heard, and understood, baby. Okay? And don't let anybody tell you any different. You deserve to be made a big deal about. And what a big deal is for you might not be what a big deal is for everybody else. But make a big deal about me. Okay? (laughs) I'm not a small deal. I'm a big deal. Make a big deal about me. You deserve to be made a big deal about. You deserve the attention, adoration, admiration, love, comfort, hugs, kisses, acknowledgement. You deserve to be seen, recognized. You deserve it all. So as I say on each and every episode, you got to learn yourself to love yourself. I encourage you all to learn what kind of attention you need right now. What kind of attention do you want? Check in with yourself a little bit and figure out what do I need right now? Be vulnerable enough to share that with whoever you need it from. Or if it's if it's a you need that you can take care of, take care of that need, girl. Hmm. You deserve that attention. Shoot. When you say you need special attention, you need a massage. Girl, get that massage. What you mean? What you mean you don't need attention? Yes. Your L4 and L3 lumbar spine is all out of whack. Girl, get that massage. You need that attention. Okay? (laughs) I don't even know if L4 or L... I don't know nothing about goddamn vertebrae. But um, you got to learn yourself to love yourself. So as I always say, I'm encouraging you to find yourself, be yourself, learn yourself, love yourself. Because you deserve to be here. <laughs>